Welcome to episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 27, lest we forget. We'll go one-on-one and best of with Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard, 30-year member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Father-son free-for-all will shine on Golden Pond. We'll go for gold honoring athletes who served in the Canadian military. And we'll head for home on episode 27 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy November, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton here in the co-host chair. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 27 of Champs and Chums. And now, it is always a pleasure to bring in my co-host, my great chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? Well, I'm doing great, and I know um, this this episode will be great capital G. Capital G, you heard it from the source there. Great. Uh, That deserves an early fist bump right off the top of the show. Thank you so much for joining us here. Wow, can't believe it's episode 27. November has been another, another busy month for your your humble hosts here on Champs and Chums. And uh, well, Ashton, uh, let's start it off here because it's getting a lot dark right now out there. So the old adage goes, um, you fall back and you spring forward. So um, that meant, my friend, if I've got the uh, statistics right, that we earned an extra hour. I'm not sure if I used that hour for uh, an additional hour of sleep, Ashton, but why don't you tell the fans at home how you spent uh, your additional hour and how, how good, how did, how was it for you? Well, it was good to have some extra sleep because I got to wake up early for school. But um, the the way my body makes me sleep is once I go to bed, um, like after, let's say, 20 minutes, I'm in a deep sleep. And, um, and then um, in the morning, it just naturally wakes me up. So... Um, I'm lucky I got that one hour of sleep because my body actually didn't wake me up that early, uh, that morning because it probably, my brain probably knew that there was one more extra hour of sleep. So, um, yeah, that was my experience, um, with the one hour of sleep. Well, rolling back the clock, but you've just, uh, I guess hit it right on the head there, man. It's, it's kind of working with your own human body clock. So well done, my man. Um, and, uh, 
But but let's kind of follow this track of sleep because it, it kind of lends me to something that we've increased our efforts. It, it's been a busy November uh, for your for your co-hosts here. And um, we've done some really fun extracurricular kind of activities that, um, well, I guess uh, you can say that uh, we've put our best foot forward and, and our best stroke for, uh, forward in the pool. Why don't you tell the, the fans of our increasing efforts to kind of get into the pool, Ashton? Yeah, so uh, we've been going swimming a lot now, and um, there's two pools that I like. It's Ern's Cliff, and also at the time of this recording yesterday, we went to Loafer's Lake. Oh, yes, that was another beauty here in the city of Brampton. So many great facilities here in the city of Brampton, so shout out to... Uh, Mayor Brown, we know he's a friend of the show and uh, all the great people that do uh, great work on the recreation side. And um, we've been going in the pool and uh, at Earnscliff, they have balls there, like they have um, water polo, polo balls, so we just throw it to each other and uh, once we actually played a game and... I only beat my dad two times. He probably beat me a lot because I'm not <laughs> that fast of a swimmer, but um, I try to get there as fast as I can. Well, there's going to be, a, there's some great themes here on, on, on November uh, for sure on this November uh, episode of Champs and Chums. And we'll, we'll carry through the um, the water sports theme as I think we get into the all pro go. That might be a little bit of a sneak preview on what's to come. But the reason why I mentioned the swimming action, because you were kind of telling me uh, after uh, you know we've made multiple visits to the pool it's great exercise I really I think um, uh, better appreciate swimming on what a great uh, workout it is for your entire body and your cardiovascular um, but you had said to me that you feel you actually sleep better now yeah I do actually find it I sleep better and um, I also find it's easier for me to breathe now well, that's amazing, man. Well, uh, deep breaths, routine, exercise, uh, fun in the pool is all, what it's all about, and uh, good stuff. Um, well, listen, you, you mentioned uh, a school a little bit earlier in our chat, and it was a big month for you because you, uh, you earned, I guess it was the first term of your report card. So um, I had a chance to look at it uh, beginning, middle to end, and I'm quite impressed. You did a really good job. Obviously, there's some things to work on, but um, why don't you tell all the fans at home uh, how, how you felt you did here in November? Well, I think I did really good considering it's my first uh, report card. Uh, the only thing I have to work on is probably one of the most trickiest subjects for uh, everyone is math. Um, I... I'll just need to improve a bit on it, and then I should be uh, in a better spot um, with math. But uh, overall, I've done very, very good, so I'm super proud of myself. Well, and that you should be, guys. So well done, my man. Another fist bump here early in episode 27. Uh, great job on the report card, and you mentioned the word work, right? I mean, you know, there's always going to be things that uh, doesn't matter what, what the space is, whether it be uh, school, whether it be uh, career, uh, other other facets of life, there's always going to be things that you want to work on, to improve on. We talk a lot about it here on mm-hmm. Champs and Chums, putting in the work. And um, I, I think you're going to get to some great, great places. 
Good stuff, my man. Well, listen, we mentioned work and and, and, and practice. We're, we're segueing just beautifully here on episode 27. Speaking of practice, it's kind of great to get back in the routine because you and I have been to want to, we have had some, we have a lot of favorite sports teams, but right up there in the conversation for one of our favorite sports teams, everybody, is the Raptors 905. So Ashton, we had lots of fun. And why don't you tell the fans at home, it's so great to have the 905 back and what your experiences are early going in this young season. Yeah, so um, uh, they've got a full new roster. Um, they've been playing very, very well. And uh, we've, we've went to the game on Thursday and Friday. Game one and two. Yep, game one and two, and um, they were they were both very very good. In game one they won, and somehow in game two they came back from a um from the. Uh, they were down fifteen. Yeah, they were down thirteen actually. Thir- thirteen. My apologies. Yeah. Um, to the Westchester Knicks. And um, they came back and won the game, which was surprising. Uh, they probably have. It's probably because they have lots of players and they've been practicing for for years. They they've always dreamed of becoming one of those big players. Well, I tell you, that's some great insights, and and they do have dreams. Capital D. These these G League players are just teetering on the verge of getting a, a call up to the to the big leagues to the big time, you know you got two you got a couple players on the roster right now, uh, in David Johnson and Justin Justin Champagne who are actually on a two way contract. So I mean they in fact I I believe Champagne got some minutes actually uh, some small minutes uh, in the in the game. So you know dream is is what it is. I mean these players are are trying to. Um, uh, battle their way, show some of the big brass, and uh, we'll talk about that in a sec, but um, trying to show them that they actually can play in the big leagues and, and in the NBA, right, Ashton? So yep. who are some of your uh, favorite players on the 905 early in the season? You're right, it's a, it's a new cast. Yeah, so um, I think Isaac Bonga, he's been very, very good. What a player he is, eh? Yep. And also, um, what's his name? I, I know his last name. Reggie Perry? No, his last name's uh, Rousey. Oh, yes, Andrew Rousey. Yeah. Yes, he, he actually played super well. What what a what a three-point threat that guy is. He played in the first game. He must have, he must have nailed like about uh, seven or eight three-pointers. I know. Uh, he was on streak, and um, who else? Reggie Perry was one. Yeah, he's gifted. He got a lot of size, uh, big man, but he's got, got some soft hands. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, hmm, well, probably Johnson. Yeah, yeah, uh, Johnson as well, too, has been playing uh, really well. He's got some, he had some time with the Raptors, too, but I was just mentioning that, in fact, on the game two on that Friday night, Ashton, what a, what a night it was, because that was the big comeback victory, but it seemed it was like a who's who of the Toronto Raptors that was there. Tell all the fans who was checking out the game over at the Paramount. Well, um, shout out to our friend, uh, Chris, the photographer. Oh, that's right. Shout out to our job. That's right, Chris. Chris, uh, shout out to Chris, a friend of the show. He enjoys listening to our podcast. Yeah, so um, uh, he told us that uh, Fred Van Vliet is um, at the game. 
and um, we looked over. We couldn't really see him, but they didn't announce anything on social media that he was coming, so he kind of hid himself. Yeah, he was wearing a, a quite uh, extra, extra large oversized hoodie that was FVV. Yep, and the 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 other player who came was the one and only Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, what 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 a what a rookie that guy is, eh? He's just uh, so infectious in terms of. Uh, uh, his play and uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a great one too. And Ashton, Ashton, uh, there wasn't a doctor in the house, but there was a nurse in the house. Tell him about that one. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So Nick Nurse came actually with his son, and um, you there's all there's also someone else who came masai ujiri oh that's how could i forget on the other side of the uh i guess that would have been the uh the the, uh, south side that's right masai ujiri was sitting there in, in one of the boxes taking in the game so uh quite the uh the all star uh presence there uh i think malachi flynn was there but you know this too, uh, Ashton. I've always told you, anytime you see head of security for the players and the Raptors, John Attila in the house, you know that there's some fine uh, Raptor stars that are not too far behind him because he keeps a good watch and makes sure everything's good. And everybody was um, was great, and it was so great to see them. And 2-0, and oh, my friend. What, what do you think the chances are for the 905? I mean, what, what do you think the prospects are for the season? Well, uh, right now they're competing in the Showcase Cup, um, and the odds are they might make it. And with this whole new cast, as you said, they might make it to the playoffs. Well, you're right, Ashton. This year takes on uh, some extra significance early on. The Showcase Cup, the Raptors are in. There's uh, 14 games. All the games matter, fans. So if you haven't got a chance, well, why don't you tell the fans, Ashton? Because we love the Raptors 905, everyone. Why Why should someone go and check out the Raptors 905? Why? Well, uh, number one, it's very interesting. Number two, um, you'll probably have the best experience. And number three, it is just so fun. There's uh, lots of entertainment. Um, you can get uh, Raptors 905 t-shirts. Like, they throw it at halftime. And... Um, uh, it's just so much fun and so amazing there. Definitely fun for sure. Great basketball, great entertainment over at the Paramount Fine, Fine Food Center. Great value and uh, yeah, it's it's so great to be back. And shout out to all the good folks who came over to say hi to us. Uh, you know, uh, we, we obviously saw uh, Saeed, Jenna, uh, Nav and all the rest of the team uh, there. They do such a great job and it's so great to be back. Um but, um, you know, let's, let's talk about a little adventure as well, too, getting there. Because as, as uh, many of you know, everybody, um, the pandemic is still with us. Um, we're living in it w- with it. We're doing the best we can. And as part of the protocols to get down there, um, Ashton, because he's uh, under 12, has to, I have to get, a, you have to get a, a COVID test, right? Yeah. So we've been visiting the local Costco. Um, to get these COVID tests done. 
And what a place to be. And I mean, actually, Ashton, everything is fine. You know, you, you tested negative, which is great. So you're able, you were able to go to the game. Yep. But we had a few minutes to spare. And I decided, and you decided, we got to have a, a, a little meal, a little pregame meal before we make our way down to the Paramount. We actually winged it. Um, do you want to share that fun little story that we had on game two of the season? Yes, I would love to share it. So, um, we got the food, and um, he, my dad got chicken wings. And well, there's also, a surprise for those that know me. And he also got um, uh, a hot dog, and I got a stop, hot stop dog. Stop there, Ashton. You don't want to tell the fans about a long list of food, but yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yep, and then I got a hot dog, too. And then... Um, when we were filling up our drinks, it was ba- it was um. So Costco, I don't think they do their packaging all that well, because there's basically when when they cover it up, there's just there's just the bottom right and no lid. There's nothing attached to it, just so you can close it. But um, so when da- my dad was filling up his drink, it f- it fell. But guess who came to save it? It was me with my arm out. I just saved it, and he would have lost four chicken wings. You were like the hands of an all-pro bowl wide receiver saving me four chicken wings, my friend. (laughs) And like I said to you, you know your dad loves chicken wings. You saved my life. You saved my life that night. (laughs) So, and you know, I come to the defense of the local Costco. I mean, it is kind of warehouse membership um, style uh, shopping or purchasing, right, Ashton? So we'll give them a little bit of a mulligan on that one, right? And that uh, not everything's going to come to you, you know, uh, goal gifted, right? Um, But anyhow, that was a little fun story in terms of the concessions before the concessions, before we reached uh, the Paramount Fine Food Center. Well, Ashton, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's set the scene here because it is November, and of all the busy things, we, you and I, took an opportunity to remember because that's the operative word for sure. Is remember in a month like this an honor uh, on Remembrance Day? And for those of you who've had a chance to um, to check out our our uh, video uh, that we ran just before uh, this episode. Um, Ashton, what was it like going back down to the War Memorial, seeing all those names of um, uh, of, of of veterans, those who have you know fallen, those we've honored um, in, in in your own city of downtown Brampton? Well, I can't tell you, fans, how much it felt like yesterday. I just went there. Um, uh, when I was when I was there, it just reminded me of. Um, when we were in uh, downtown Brampton, um, that was before, when we had the David Valerani interview. That's right, only a year ago, my friend, yeah. And uh, the MS Dan Bard interview. And then um, it it just seemed like a day ago I was there. And um, it's really special to me because um, Remembrance Day is a time to remember and... Um, I finally figured out why they say least we forget. That means um, it means that we don't we don't leave one soldier behind to remember 
to not remember, we include all soldiers that fought for Canada to remember. Well, that's very thoughtful of you. It's it's very necessary. It's uh, it's important for all Canadians. Not even just in November, the eleventh hour, the eleventh day of the eleventh month. Um, we we think and we honor the great um, Canadians who have uh, fought for our freedoms. But uh, we also want to honor and shine a spotlight on this episode. So you know, we did this last year. And we've got another special guest um, that's joining us on the show. We are so honored, Ashton. And why don't you tell them who is going to be our best of guest for episode 27? Our best of guest is Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard. Yeah, that's an outstanding guest. Glenn Shepard, over 30 years of service to his country, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces, will join us on our best of segment. So you don't want to miss that. Um, we're going to uh, share some stories, share experiences, and of course, um, do our very best to, uh, to, to, to say why and hear it from the voice of someone who has been there. I mean, he's been uh, in uh, peacekeeping missions. He's been in combat missions in places uh, in, across Canada, around the world. He's been to Afghanistan. He served there. It is going to be an outstanding interview, so that's uh, Warren Officer Glenn Shepard from the Canadian Armed Forces will join us on Champs and Chums. So Ashton, we will appropriately continue our, our uh, segment here with our father-son free-for-all, because as, as uh, we both mentioned, we're going to put a spotlight on, um, on honoring uh, our veterans, our soldiers, all the, uh, the men and women who fought for the freedoms that we so enjoy today. And so what Ash and I will do, you know, typically everybody, we award gold, silver, bronze in father-son free-for-all. But Ash and I talked about this and we thought it is only fitting that we will go right across the board on Golden Pond. We will share with you all our gold medalists for this uh, particular segment. So these are Canadian athletes who've served in the military. So Ashton, why don't you take it away with your uh, with your bronze medal? Well, mine bronze medal is Perceval Molson. Percival Molson, absolutely. And what uh, uh, what sport did um, did uh, Percy Molson star in? Uh, he starred in football. Yeah, he was a star athlete and, and a soldier. He was a running back at McGill University, Ashton. Yep. And uh, it, I, I'm noting here how important it is. Uh, he was inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1963. So that's uh, Percival Molson, Ashton's gold medal. And uh, Ashton, um, did you want to share as well, too, um, what, what, um, he, he also actually, uh, ran in the 400 meter, uh, races in, in 1904. Yes, he did. And, um, uh, I, w- I do want to recognize his, um, his service, his service. Yes. That's right. In service in world war one. So that's Ashton's first gold medal here on father, son, free for all. That's Percival Molson. Okay. Over to dad. And my uh, Canadian athlete who served as a military, my gold medal is Gerald Ouellette. That's right, Gerald Ouellette served over 20 years in the Canadian forces and also represented his country 
in the uh, sport of shooting at the 1956 games in Melbourne. So Ashton, what do you think about that? Well, Dad, that is one to remember. Well, it sure sure is. A Canadian sports shooter, an Olympic champion. Uh, He was born in Windsor, Ontario. He joined the Canadian forces in 1955 and served for over 20 years. Uh, and in fact, he mixed that, that passion and that professionalism for, sh- for, uh, for sports shooting as in his days as an army cadet. So, um, he was a 1959, he was the, he was the Canadian rife sport rifling champion. And he also represented Canada for a second time at the 1968 summer Olympics. So not only 1956 Ashton, but also 1968. So there you have it. And one more important note, uh, Gerald Ouellette was also inducted into Canada's Sports Hall of Fame. What a great um, uh, story and uh, what a great um, resume of accomplishments as a sportsman and also uh, as he served the country in the military. That's Gerald Ouellette. Good stuff. Ashton, let's go to your second gold medal. My gold medal is John Howard. Great. Well, why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about John Howard? Well, uh, one fact about him is uh, they used to call him John Armstrong Army Howard. Okay. And he served in World War One. Yep. Uh, and also, too, he was a sprinter, was he not, in the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm? Yep. Um, he was a Canadian track and field athlete, and he was the first black Olympic athlete from Canada competing in the 1912 Summer Olympics. That's an amazing, amazing uh, fact and, and uh, note about our, our, our next gold medalist, John Howard. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having a look and just to add some pictures and descriptions for our, our fans that are listening, uh, I'm looking at a beautiful photo of John Howard receiving his bronze medal for a 100-meter event. So um, this man has been accomplished 1912 Summer Olympics. Um, he was born in, in Winnipeg, and uh, there's someone else who had uh, such a decorated uh, history in not only serving sport, but serving in the military. Good stuff. Okay, it's over to Dad for my next um, uh, gold medalist. And that is going to be, Ashton, Alex W. Monroe. That's right, everybody. Alex Monroe is a Canadian record holder in the high jump. He competed in the Amsterdam Olympic Games in 1928. And then he also uh, served in the war um, uh, for six years. His war years were 1939 and 1945 as a flying instructor. So that's Al- Alex Monroe. And, uh, he was actually, um, let's see, he's looked like he uh, it's, had uh, spent part of a good part of his life in lovely Pickering, Ontario. And, um, he also competed in the men's triple jump and the men's high jump. So uh, what, an, what an accomplishment um, by Alex Monroe. Again, another great uh, military member that we want to honor here on the special edition of Champs and Chums for not only his service to Canada, but also his sporting excellence. 
Ashton, over to you for your next gold medalist. My gold medal goes to Alex Dicato. Alex Dicato. Dicato. That's right. Uh, why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about Alex Dicato? Well, um, he was a Cree uh, Canadian track and field athlete, a police officer and soldier, and a member of the Red Fizzin First Nation. He, That's amazing. Uh, he also joined the Edmonton Police in 1911, becoming the first Indigenous police officer in Canada. Outstanding resume of accomplishments. Uh, a veteran of World War One. that is Alex de Coteau. And uh, he represented Canada Ashton as a distance runner at the Olympic Games in Stockholm. So um, real decorated career. Um, he was born in November the 19th, 19th 1887. Wow, that's, uh, that's something special. And mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, Ashton, as well too, uh, he was one of five children. He was a son of Peter Docoteau who was uh, Métis, and Dora Pambron, who was, who was Cree. Um, a uh, tremendous running career for Alex de Coteau. Uh, while he was in Edmonton, he won a number of Western Canadian titles. And as uh, we just mentioned to you as well, too, uh, he first served uh, in World War I uh, with the 202nd Infantry Battalion before moving on to the 49th Battalion. That's Ashton's gold medal for... Canadian athletes who also served in the military, Alex Ducoteau. Good stuff. And so it's over to Dad for this uh, real special edition of Father-Son Free-For-All, honoring our um, great military members that played in sports. My final gold medal, Ashton, is Jimmy Duffy. Jimmy Duffy was a distance runner for Canada. He was born... May the 1st, 1890, he became one of the world's best marathon runners at the beginning of the 20th century. He participated in the 1912 Summer Olympics in Stockholm. In fact, Ashton, he also competed in one of the most legendary marathons around the world, that be the Boston Marathon. What do you think about that, Ashton? Well, Dad, that's another one. We will never forget. What a great way to end this segment. Never forget. Always remember. That's our father-son free-for-all honoring here on this month of Remembrance Day, this November, Canadian athletes who served in the military. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 27. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk. You're listening to episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And Ashton, it's now time for a next edition of our best of segment. And what an outstanding guest we have for our fans this month. Hey Ashton, I got two questions for you, my man. Are you ready to salute a Canadian star for episode 27? Sure am. Are you ready to honor one of our best here on Champs and Chums? Of course. Well, our very special guest is gifted with heart and heroism in his service to Canada. 
born in Halifax and raised in both Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, our best of guest began his military experience as a blue-nosed Royal Canadian Air Cadet for five years. In August 1990, he enrolled in the Canadian Armed Forces. Special investigations, criminal intelligence, airfield security. These are some of the specialized disciplines our best of guest has starred in over 30 years of tremendous service to his country. His peacekeeping and combat missions are wide and storied. Atlantic Canada, Edmonton, Kingston, Inuvik, Afghanistan, Japan, California, Egypt, and Ethiopia are among his tours of duty across Canada and to the world. Distinguished awards and special achievements have decorated the career of our special guest. These include the Canadian Forces Decoration, JTF Afghanistan Air Wing Milestone Award, General Campaign Star Southwest Asia, the Canadian Peacekeeping Service Medal, Multinational Force and Observers Medal, and the Air Force Military Police Group Commendation for Leadership. Our special guest is grateful for the love and support of family. He is husband to wife Carrie, and they live in Orleans, Ontario. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard, a member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Glenn, welcome to Champs and Chums. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. This is a tremendous honor for Ashton and I. Here we are in uh, a month truly to remember. It is uh, Remembrance Day uh, on the 11th, and at the time of this taping, we're spending more important time to, uh, to honor and respect all, all of the great women and men who serve, and it's so great to have you on the program. Good stuff. Well, let's, um, let's start off uh, with uh, Dad here in the broadcast chair for our best of guest. And uh, Glenn, I'm just wondering if you can uh, take us through your early interests and motivations to serve in the Canadian Armed Forces. Sure thing. So when I was a teenager, my aunt and uncle took me to the air show at Shearwater in uh, Nova Scotia seeing the jets fly around and meeting the pilots and seeing the planes, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. So as a result of that, as you had mentioned earlier, I joined the 615 Blue Nose Royal Canadian Air Cadet Squadron and served five years learning discipline and all the interesting things about leadership and working with others. When I joined the military, when I originally joined the military, I applied to be a pilot, but I didn't make it. Not to be disheartened, I enlisted as a military policeman and joined in August of 1990. Well, that's uh, that. That's so great. So great to hear you uh, talk about the uh, summary of an illustrious career. I mean, that's over 30 years of uh, of tremendous service to the country and. Um, you know, I feel it'd be really um, important and, and it's, it's and fascinating for our fans to hear uh, a bit more behind the scenes in, in terms of your career choice. And what would a day in the life, uh, Glenn, look like for a, a military, military officer? Well, during basic training, you get the lovely 5.30 wake-up call. <laughs> right. Um, during that is when 
you're up in the mornings getting things ready uh, for morning inspections. And then you go through the courses and the lessons that you have throughout the day. And that was 10 weeks in Cornwallis, Nova Scotia. After the language training and driver training and police training, I became a shift worker. So that kind of entailed, again, getting up nice and early in the morning as your shift started at six o'clock and it went until six o'clock at night. Being a shift worker, that also meant later on, you'd be going to work at six o'clock at night and coming home at six in the morning. Oh boy, that's, uh, that's, uh, Ashton, did you hear that? That's, uh, early to rise and putting in the work. We talk a lot about it here on Champs and Chums. What do you think about that uh, schedule? Well, that is uh, some true inspiration uh, that you would get up uh, so early um, every single day just to be on time for your uh, for your uh, training. Being on time, ready to go. Good stuff. Well, uh, Glenn, it's it's good, great you hear this voice of my co-host here because I'm going to turn the segment over to my chum, Ashton, who has a few questions for our best of guest, Glenn Shepard. Glenn, can you share some of your personal career highlights serving our country? Personal highlights? Serving overseas and believing that we made a difference. But I would have to say that any one moment would make me proud to be a member of the military. I was in line at a Tim Hortons in Edmonton uh, one afternoon, and a young lady and her young daughter were at the table next to the line. The mother was looking at me kind of quizzically when the little girl, not quite marched, but walked over and kind of grabbed me by the hand so she could get my attention, and I I looked down and I said, yes, and I knelt down and she said, I just want to say thank you. And I said, well, you're, you're most welcome. And the look of not quite shock, but amazement on her mother's face. And I thought that's kind of odd. And then her mother came over afterward and said, I want to thank you because my daughter doesn't speak to people very often, but she thought it was, she felt safe and secure to come talk to you. Oh, Glenn, that's... I don't think you can... Yeah. <laughs> so, that's such I don't a, think you can beat anything like that. Oh, oh boy. I mean, so heartfelt hearing you describe that. Um, you know, th- those are the moments that uh, people remember, uh, you know, um, sharing uh, so much of it. Obviously, uh, the awareness becomes so heightened here in the month of November. This is our special episode here on Champs and Chums. But you had to hear that. And, and of all places, a, a Tim Hortons, I mean, there's nothing more Canadian than, than, than a Tim Hortons and, and a great Canadian military member just like you. So good stuff. Ashton? Glenn, what are the top key skills to be a mem- an accomplished member of the Canadian Armed Forces? Top skills. Well, I would definitely have to say a sense of discipline, a good sense of teamwork, and being able to work with others. Great stuff. This is episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We're here with uh, Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard, 30-year member of the Canadian Armed Forces. And Glenn, you had just mentioned uh, a discipline, teamwork. I heard you talk uh, earlier in this great segment about leadership as well. And I wonder if you can put a signature uh, on that and, and go into it a little bit more for our fans. Um, we talk a lot about it here on Champs and Chums 
how important mentorship is, teamwork. I'm wondering if you can share some examples of that during your illustrious career as a Canadian Armed Forces member. Well, for mentorship, it is for those people who have been in for a while, will take the younger, newer members under their wing and teach them how things are done the proper way that things are done so that no corners are cut and things are done properly. Teamwork in itself is very important because you have to depend on others in order to do your job properly. Because there's no, there's no one task that can be done by one single person. It's always a team effort. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, here we are in the month of November. As I mentioned, it's our, our special uh, Remembrance uh, Day episode. We're shining a spotlight, of course, on the tremendous service of, of great people just like you. And, you know, uh, many of us over the course of this month, Glenn, have heard uh, stories uh, about um, from veterans, the, the voice of a veteran, the face of a veteran. Some of them have made us smile. Some of them have made us cry. Um, is there some heartfelt moments in, in your service where you've had an opportunity and time to spend with veterans? And can you share some of those stories with our fans? Well, for Remembrance Day, uh, it's, as the saying goes, some gave all and all gave some. When it comes time for Remembrance Day, it, for myself, it never hurts to take time to go to the Legion to spend some time with the veterans or those who have walked in our footsteps and to spend time with them and let them know that their sacrifices and their accomplishments are not forgotten and are appreciated. And it is because of them that we have the country that we have today. Oh, it's a, it's a brilliant words, just brilliant words here coming through the airwaves of episode 27, our best of segment here with Warrant, Off, Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard. Uh, Ashton? Glenn, how important is family to you uh, during your uh, military career? Well, Ashton, I have to tell you that family is the most important thing in a military career. They are the strength behind the uniform. It takes a special kind of person to stand behind their spouse when their military spouse leaves, goes overseas for six, seven months, sometimes even a year. It's the it's the spouse and the family that keep the home fires burning, as they say, so that you know that when you come home, it was all worth it. For sure, for sure. So uh, shout out to your wife, uh, Carrie, um, who's uh, probably going to get an opportunity. We hope she gets an opportunity to listen to this great segment with you. And uh, yeah, you, you're so right. And uh, what um, what tremendous words, uh, you know, family's the strength behind the uniform. That's, that's going to live with me for a very long time, Glenn. Um, I wanted to talk about another word. And um, you know, it, it's used and it's carefully used um, uh, and selected for certain um, individuals, certain groups. I'm, I'm talking about the word hero. How does it feel, Glenn, to be a hero to a nation of Canadians, young and old? Well, Anthony, I don't think I'm a hero, but I've definitely walked amongst a few. Well, that that's... Uh, 
that's good of you to say. I mean, you know, I, uh, so many people have, or will come to know your illustrious career and, uh, we, we could say that, uh, unequivocally, uh, Glenn, but, um, I fully respect that and, and know that, um, you and, and a long line of, uh, wonderful, tremendous people are heroes in, in our hearts and our, in, in our minds. So, uh, we thank you for that. We have uh, time for a few more questions here in our best of segments. So Ashton, take it away with our great guest, uh, Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard. Glenn, can you share with the fans what does Remembrance Day mean to you? Uh, um, Ashton, Remembrance Day to me means remembering the sacrifices of those that have come before me. Remembrance Day is for those definitely who served and didn't make it home. We've, Canada has been involved in many conflicts around the world, the World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan. And while there are many people who have served, gone over, done their jobs, done their duty, and come home, there are many that did not have that ability to come home. So Remembrance Day is to remember those. Some real powerful words here in episode 27. And uh, you, my chum Ashton, you have the last question here in this great best of segment with uh, Glenn Shepard. Glenn, what advice do you have for kids looking to become an accomplished member of the Canadian Armed Forces just like you? Well, Ashton, if you, if you want to be a member of the military, you're going to need drive, you're going to need determination, and you're going to have to realize that the military way of life is not quite the way it is in the civilian world, but the teamwork, the friendships that you develop last a lifetime, no matter where you're at. And the most glorious thing is the friends that you make in the military you can be separated for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years. And when you meet up again, it's like you never really stopped. What a tremendous way to end uh, a wonderful segment. So rich with, uh, with story, uh, emotion. Uh, Glenn, on, on behalf of Ashton and I, we want to thank you so much for joining us here on this special episode of Champs and Chums. Uh, I, I've just really attached to so many strong, powerful, inspiring words that you've talked about. You know, we talked about leadership, um, drive, determination, teamwork, sacrifice, uh, will and commitment. And um, it's for those and so many more things. Um, we want to say just uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for everything you do to serve our country. Thank you to uh, all of your teammates, um, those who uh, continue to serve, those who have fallen um, for the greater good and the greater freedoms of this country. Um, it's because of people like you that, um, that, that, that uh, we live with freedom and we always need to continue to believe. I heard you talk about earlier too, and I want to assure you of this. You, you said that you hoped we believe, uh, uh, you, you hope that there was a belief that you, you made a difference. Well, you certainly have. And with these two uh, champs and chums here, Ashton and I, we want to thank you so much. 
And uh, Ashton, I, I know you want to say a few words to Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard just before we close the segment. Yeah, so uh, Glenn, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an ex- it's been an honor to have you on, and it's been an excellent interview. And and uh, we the, November is a month to remember. Um, we remember uh, the the veterans and soldiers who fought in the war, and uh, let and uh, I. I can't say how much Remembrance Day means to me, and uh, we want to thank you for for your service, and also we want to thank all the veterans and soldiers for their service. So, Glenn, thank you for coming on the show. Well, Ashton, thank you very much for inviting me, and thank you, Anthony, for having me along. It was a pleasure being here. Great stuff. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 27. This ends our father-son best up segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. It's episode 27. Thanks so much for joining us here on this special Remembrance Day and Remembrance Month edition of Champs and Chums. It's Anthony and Ashton in the co-host chair. So glad that you're with us here on episode 27. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And just so our fans know, our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is where my chum Ashton shines a spotlight on a sport uh, that you will, by the end of this segment, everybody, I guarantee you will know a lot more than you than you thought you ever did. So Ashton, this one's actually a fun one. Why don't you share with the fans what is our all pro goal for episode 27? Our all pro goal for episode 27 is water polo. Good stuff. Go ahead, go ahead my boy, uh, take it away. All pro go water polo. Water polo is a competitive team sport played in wo- and water between two teams of seven players each. The game consists of four quarters in which the two teams attempt to score goals by throwing the ball into the opposing team's goal. The team with the most goals at the end of the game wins uh, the match. Each team is made up of six uh, players, field players. Yeah, it's interesting they call them field players, eh, Ashton? Because you're kind of in the pool. But yes, that makes sense, right? Because it is is kind of the sporting canvas, if you will, the field, right, for water polo. Yes. And one goalkeeper. Excluding the goalkeeper, players participate in both offensive and defensive roles. Water polo is typically p- played in an all-deep pool so that players cannot touch the bottom. Oh, that's now that would mean that you'd have to be pretty fit to play water polo, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not there yet. I know that. What about you, Ashton? Uh, I'm not there yet either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. A game of water polo mainly consists of the players swimming to move about, uh, move about the pool. Treading water, mainly using the egg, egg beater kick, mm-hmm. uh, passing the ball and shooting at the goal, teamwork, uh, teamwork, tactically thinking, and awareness, and awareness are also highly important aspects in the game of water polo. 
Water polo is high, highly physical and demanding, and a demanding sport, at, and has frequently frequently been cite, cited uh, as one of the most difficult sports to play. I would actually support that that uh, that point, Ashton, because you know how, and we we'll get to this, I guess, in a sec. We we've actually tried our hand a little bit as a I, I wouldn't say an official game of water polo, but when we've been at the pools. Um, it is very tough, eh? Yeah, it's hard to swim back and forth. That's right, but it's good exercise. Yep. Special equipment for water polo includes a water polo ball, a ball of varying colors which floats on the water, numbered and colored caps, uh, and two goals, which either float in the water or are attached to the sides of the pool. Great stuff, my man. That's our all-pro goal for episode 27. It's water polo, and Dad will sort of take it uh, the the, uh, the other side of the pool and hopefully put this one in the net. Uh, the game is thought to have originated in Scotland in the mid-19th century, and it was, I guess, unofficially tagged everybody as water rugby. So um, uh, William Wilson is thought to have developed the game in the 1870s, and the game uh, was developed with the formation of the London Water Polo League, and has since expanded, uh, becoming really popular in parts of Europe, the United States, Brazil, China, Canada, and Australia. And I mean, let's let's shine a spotlight in terms of uh, some of the top water polo teams. Um, so uh, we know that uh, FINA, uh, which is the they actually is the governing body, right, of all a, sort of aquatic um, activities at at an am, world amateur level. Um, as part of the World Aquatic Championships, the reigning water polio champions in men's competition, Ashton, it is Italy. And then in the women's competition, it's the United States. So uh, most titles, uh, Italy on the men's side, four titles, a whopping six titles for the United States women uh, water polo, what a great sport. Founded in for the men in 1973, officially for the women in 1986. Uh, and Ashton, um, I mean, why don't you talk about the little fun games we've actually had playing water water polo over at our neighborhood pool there at Ernstcliff? Yeah, so um, I got um, two of these like flutterboard kind of things and um, we set them up. And then um, whoever hits, whoever knocks down the um, the the two flutter boards, uh, wins that round. And then uh, we would keep we would keep doing it, and it's actually really fun. So um, I suggest uh, you guys to um, try water polo. Oh, it's great exercise, great competition. You're kind of moving. Uh, now we, you know, I noticed what they said there, right? Too, right? That normally the most competitive of games, the players can't even touch. They're, they're put their foot on on the bottom of the of the pool. Yeah. So their their strength, their endurance, their core strength has to be strong. Uh, uh, we we have some fun games in in the in the pool, but you've beaten me, I think, uh, two out of the three games that we've played. Yep. All right, I got some work to do, everybody. But that is episode twenty-seven. That's water polo. It's our all pro go. And you're listening to a special edition. It's our Remembrance Day edition, episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. (laughs) 
Father-Son Fun Talk. You're listening to episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. So glad that you're with us here on our special Remembrance Day episode here in the month of November. It's Anthony and Ashton behind the broadcast mics. And Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. It is our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. And uh, it's a special month. And uh, we've had very unique circumstances, uh, fans at home, ladies and gentlemen, where we've had uh, unanimous between father and son for our champs and chumps for this particular episode. So Ashton, uh, you're going to unveil your champ and chum. I will do the same, but just to give you guys a hint, it is unanimous. So Ashton, take it away with your champ and chum for episode 27. My champ and chum for episode 27 are veterans and soldiers. That's right, plural and unanimous across the board. Uh, Champs and chums, veterans and soldiers, um, what a special recognition. And um, why why have you named them your uh, champs and chums for episode 27? Well, um, in the war, veterans and soldiers are a very, very important role. And um, we remember those veterans and soldiers who fought for Canada to make Canada a better place, better place to live, better place to have a, a, a great life, capital G. And, um, and really... Um, experience the most out of Canada so we can't um we can't explain how much we 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 are um thinking about veterans and soldiers because they played a very very important role in the um uh, military wow those are some really special words some uh uh, brilliant uh words that you've strung together there Ashton in honoring your champs and chumps for episode 27 veterans and soldiers. Now it's over to dad for my selection and I'm going to take your great lead uh, with pride because my champs and chums of episode 27 is also veterans and soldiers of this great country. The men, women, young and old who have fought, some who have um, sadly fallen and those who continue to defend Uh, whether it be through peacekeeping missions, combat missions. It's their grace, their poise, their determination, their drive, their will, their commitment. They inspire every Canadian. They should inspire every Canadian from coast to coast to coast. You know, and Ashton, as I was thinking about this more, anybody that can embody those values much of which we talk about on Champs and Chums, you know, uh, having heart, putting in the work, being committed, um, representing uh, yourself, your team, your country with so much pride. Any of those kind of people are Champs and Chums in our book. So want to salute all the great men and women. What a beautiful way to... Um, uh, put a, a close on our Champs and Chums segment by saying truly thank you and we remember. Good stuff, everybody. Well, there's more show to come here in episode 27 and you're listening to episode 27 of the Champs and Chums podcast. 
Welcome back to Champs and Chums and Ashton, it is now time to close episode 27 and it's truly been an episode to remember. Uh, What are your thoughts about this great episode that we've had here in the month of November? Yeah, it's been a great episode and um, you're you're correct. Um, This is really an episode to remember uh, considering that we had uh, Warren Officer Glenn Shepard on the show. Absolutely. Well, let's get to this. As I always do in our final segment of Champs and Chums here, every show, Ashton, I wanted to ask you, what did you learn today? Well, I learned Glenn Shepard's favorite Olympic sports. Yeah, that's right. He did. Now, so he talked a little bit about that that off air, though. But, yeah. I mean, he definitely had um, a, uh, a leadership command uh, post and responsibility during the 2010 Olympic Games, which he was telling us off air. And, yeah, he went on to talk about, um, let's see, uh, Winter Olympics, was it uh, skiing? Uh, it was downhill skiing. Downhill skiing, that's right. And then, then the Summer Olympics, too, he talked about um, distance running. Yep. And, and, of course, he had many tours of duty, and he talked about... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, obviously fitness in, in, in Ethiopia, how impressed he was at some of the, uh, um, you know, those that live there. And, and they compete, obviously, so well, the endurance that they have. So, yeah, that was a great story uh, off air during uh, Champs and Chums in our Best Of segment. Uh, what else did you learn today? Well, um, for those of you, for those of you uh, that, that have listened, um, during the... Uh, best of segment you you might have heard the story said by glenn um at a, at uh a tim horns at edmonton and um he was there and um a girl saw him and the little girl grabbed his hand uh and said thank you and then uh glenn said you're welcome and then the mom came up and said uh thank you because my daughter doesn't talk to much people but she was but she was very brave to talk to you so um i think that's a very inspiring story and it's just uh, a great great way to to uh of everyone knowing that they have to uh remember our soldiers and veterans that uh, fought in the war well, that is more than just a recollection of something you learned. That that is something you're going to take away in your heart and your head forever. Well, what an what an inspiring story that was. I mean, it doesn't get more Canadian than that, Ashton. As you as you, you beautifully struck in talking to the uh, our fans here about um, you know Glenn just having a a cup of coffee in a, in a Tim Hortons, of course in uniform, uh, a mother and a daughter. The mother so surprised that the young daughter went over to one of Canada's finest and uh, said thank you. Um, I mean, boy, that that's very powerful stuff. And so, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it or you want to listen to that again, it will make your your heart warm and it will make you remember a lot of what we're celebrating and honoring here this month on Champs and Chumps. Good stuff there, Ashton. Um, what else did you learn here on episode uh, 2027? Well, uh, uh, in water polo, I learned more about the egg beater. Now, isn't that a strange name to demonstrate how one has to kick to stay above, fl- uh, to above water to compete in that game? Yeah. The egg beater, but you definitely have to move. In fact, if I remember talking about that All Pro Go segment in water polo, um, those players uh, or those athletes, 
they can't really touch the the bottom the foot of the pool because they won't be competing for very long that's for sure but good stuff. Well, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this special episode of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, uh, uh, we have some people to thank, uh, don't we? Well, first off, you know what? I'm going to say a big thank you on behalf of both of us to uh, Warrant Officer Glenn Shepard of the Canadian Armed Forces. We want to thank him so much for taking time out. Um, just wonderful stories, uh, wonderful words of inspiration, taking you behind the scenes of uh, some of his missions and his thoughts on this special month of November. So thank you to uh, Glenn Shepard. Ashton, who else do we want to thank? We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Shout out to the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis, our originals from Champs and Chums, who help us uh, make this show sound so great. Good stuff, Ashton. And uh, for those fans who haven't had a chance to check out all 27 episodes of Champs and Chums, where can they subscribe and check us out? They can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And you can check us out on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Well, Ashton, this is going to be a very, very memorable and big fist bump for episode 27 thank you so much for joining us everybody and ashton as we always say cheers to champs cheers to chums and cheers to an all-star day thanks for listening